pale and well-met. Welcome to another episode of Self-Evident. My name is Jenna, and with me are Alyssa, Bryn, and Eliana. Kenna, unfortunately, is not with us today as she has responsibilities elsewhere, but we are sending her all the good love and prayers and wishes to complete everything that she needs to get completed today. That's right. And today we are actually beginning another little series on this time about dating. Um, We're going to go through roles, actions, accountability, responsibility. What is it? What does it look like to, um, well, first, what does, how does the world see it? But then how does uh, scripture tell us to act in this area of life? Um, This is a part one of our two-part dating series where we cover the basics of dating. And uh, I think the first thing that we're going to go through is what is dating? And Alyssa, I think you have that uh, point covered what is dating? Oh, the big question. Many in our culture have a basic idea of what dating is. You know, guy and girl like each other. Guy and girl do activities and eat food together. That's about it, right? Or is there more to it than this? Yeah. What does dating look like for the Christian? Specifically, what should Christian young women know about dating and its biblical purpose? Mm. First of all, it's important to point out that there was no dating in the Bible, at least the way that we think of dating today. Largely, marriages and relationships were arranged by the patriarchs of each family for the betterment of the bloodline and the propagation of children and heirs. The romantic type of dating and the romantic type of love that is alive and well in our culture today is actually fairly recent for humanity. Well, while well, you're th- while you were talking about all of like the patriarchs like aligning up everything and everything, I for some reason I'm just thinking of Fiddler on the Roof with you know, <laughs> it's tradition. You must absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Now, I'm not saying that I wish we could go back to arranged marriages and often (laughs) business-like relationships. Because we do not. No. As someone who is getting married in seven months and as someone who loves her fiancé, I am completely in favor of marrying for love. Well, we should hope so. (laughs) (laughs) But what does marrying for love mean? Does it mean you're driven by feelings or is love deeper than that? All of these questions relate to what dating is, what the series on the dating stage will be on, because these are really big questions that you need to answer when you're dating. You don't need to, you should not wait until the wedding day to figure out what love is. That, and I think that we should also have a certain general knowledge before we even enter dating. It's definitely important. And once you get into it, it's a door that you can't close. You're in it and... It's really hard to get out once your feelings are are tangled up. Absolutely. And the very first thing you need to know is what dating is. Now here the world and the believer have a relatively similar definition as it depends on who you ask. Dating is when a man and a woman who are interested and attracted to one another desire to spend time with one another on a one-on-one setting. This includes activities, restaurants, plays, formals, the list goes on. Okay. Now, where the culture and the believer differs is what the purpose is. For the world, dating is just a guy and a girl having fun together, possibly giving themselves sexually to one another. Mm. But the scripture calls young men and young women to a much higher standard. Dating is the process by which both men and women test their respective partner to see whether marriage is a possibility in the future. If you cannot see yourself marrying the person you are dating, and this assumes you know enough about them to make this decision, then it is appropriate and wise to end the relationship respectfully and promptly. Yes, and this is why it's so, so, so good to not just date somebody for the fun of dating or even, you know, even the experience of dating because 
ultimately if you don't have marriage in mind and that doesn't mean that when you start dating someone you're like oh i know i'm gonna want to marry this person that just means that you never want to start dating somebody just for the goal of dating them like the end goal exactly the end goal of dating is never dating the end goal of dating should always be married absolutely in a society where divorce is such a big thing and they're just like oh it doesn't work out just divorce them that's not how a relationship should work you should be in a relationship to work on it and to keep going and to keep trying if you're in a relationship where every single hard term you just take a little break for a while or just or just break up and just oh this is too hard yeah, and it like depends on up, the extent together yes it depends on the extent of how hard it is some things it's just it doesn't work out but then also you need to work on that relationship yeah and marriage is the second most important decision you'll make in your life aside from um acknowledging that christ is lord and savior of your life your salvation yes and that is why we are doing an episode on this because it is a vitally important topic that we should be aware of in the process of dating you're asking questions in your mind like is this somebody whose values align with mine yeah is this somebody who thinks about children the way i do is this somebody who thinks about family the way i do even just looking down to how for a girl the guy treats his mom absolutely and things like that yeah what does he think about church does he think church is important what does he think about ministry what does he think about politics what does he think about finances Um, Is this somebody that I can see myself spending the rest of my life with of being only committed to him? Mm. Is this somebody that I would walk through the worst of the worst with and still choose to love him? Is this somebody who I would want to bring with me to the highest of highs and celebrate life's accomplishments with? These are the questions that you're asking or should be asking when you're dating because this is what leads to the decision to get married. Yeah. That's right. And also knowing how to differentiate between which of these questions are crucial and which of these need to be specifically answered and specifically you need to be on a similar frame of mind with and which of these you can maybe compromise on. Absolutely. Arguments happen in dating. And when I was dating Ben, well, now I'm engaged to him, but when we were dating, whenever we would have an argument, I would actually struggle with... um, is this like a red flag and things like that? But reading a book entitled, I forget the title of it, Matt Chandler wrote it about what marriage is. Um, it's a whole book about the Song of Solomon. Absolutely phenomenal read. I encourage anybody we can who, try is, to find it and, yeah, who is yeah, interested we'll, we'll in dating or interested in what God's view of marriage is, please go read that book. And what he said was when he was having issues with his wife, is I believe his pastor friend told him that you're going to argue with somebody for the rest of your life. Is your wife worth it? And that's really what I came down to, that Ben and I are going to have arguments. We're going to have our issues that we need to work through, but there is no one else I would rather argue with than Ben. I love that oh. so much. <laughs> that's so sweet. So if you can see yourself marrying the person you are dating, when you've asked these questions, when you're on the same page, then get on the same page when it comes to engagement. That's all I got to say. Yeah, absolutely. And it's especially, I think, one thing with dating is it's especially important to make sure that that person is a believer. If you yourself are a believer, you need to make sure that they are as well. In the Bible, I forget what verse it is, but we're supposed to be, or we're not supposed to be unequally yoked. Exactly. And if you are unequally yoked, that's going to cause a lot of, of hardship in your relationships later. And... It also is, is 
yeah, it's just gonna be hard. Right, because this is somebody that you're wanting to build a life with. And when children come along, what are your values? Do you Definitely. have the same values? And, and what do you think about yeah. school? Like all of these things. Another thing I'm being unequally yoked is having that relationship with someone who is not a believer as you are, it's gonna hurt your faith. Exactly. I think the most important thing out of everything is when you're deciding if you want to date somebody, if you want to get to know them, is that you should first realize that you should never marry someone who is not saved because that is the most important thing about you. And so in your second most important decision, you want to make sure that those two things align. So even if you like a guy or guys, if you like a girl who aren't Christians and who aren't saved, you need to not like them anymore exactly <laughs> also just change your emotions. another thing is just pray for them yeah yes. and prayer is i feel like something that gets very discounted in today's society but it is very powerful right and i think a, a lot of people when we think of dating in this culture it's very feelings driven and there's nothing wrong with feelings there's nothing wrong with emotions god has given us as humans the ability to feel things and the ability to have great emotion over and there's nothing wrong with being attracted to or liking somebody who isn't a believer. However, the problem comes when you allow those feelings and those emotions to drive your actions. Um, we've believed this lie in the society that you are a prey to your emotions. Um, follow your heart. Um, do whatever makes you happy. Just follow whatever your emotions say. And this is a lie straight from the pit of hell that will drag you down. And as especially as believers, as young women, as we venture out into this world and a lot of different types of men and we're trying to find who we want to spend the rest of our life with, we need to make sure that we're thinking with scripture-filled heads and not emotion-driven hearts. Definitely. That's One thing right. that my dad says all the time, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before, but your feelings are valid, but they're not always accurate. Absolutely. That's true. That's so true. Um, yeah. Also, this is a, uh, a fun little anecdote or example of people being unequally yoked. Uh, there's this song by the Irish Rovers, which if you can't tell, I'm, I have Irish roots um th by the irish rover it's called the orange and the green and the entire song is uh this boy that was raised by parents who one was catholic and one was protestant and the parents thought um initially when they got together oh this is not going to be a big deal we'll go to our respective churches on this our respective days and we'll respect each other's religion but then the kid came along and all kinds of problems raised up it is a hilarious song but it also speaks a lot of truth. If you're unequally yoked, there are going to be big problems. Absolutely. And actually, really good guidelines that were given to Ben and I when we first started dating was an article that the pastor of my church wrote, the head pastor. And he gave three basic reasons why dating is a good idea. He said that dating can help you develop socially and learn how to interact with the opposite sex. Um, dating can help you even grow spiritually. He says that in 1 Corinthians 10.31, Paul tells us that whatever we do, we should do it for the glory of God. That includes our dating life. As Christians, we should always be concerned with helping other Christians grow. Hebrews 10.24 tells us to spur one another to love and good deeds, and etc., etc. Um, dating can be a source of wholesome fun. Um, despite what many 
think a Christian dating relationship is. It's not three hours of Bible study, prayer, and meditation. Christian dating does not have to be boring. Quite the opposite. 1 Timothy 6.17 tells us that God richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. God is not boring. He wants our dating lives to be exciting and fun. Don't be like some people who feel that in order to be spiritual, you must be boring. However, there is a big wrong reason to date. Do not date. There are multiple. But the biggest one, do not date for physical involvement. Yes. Physical involvement before marriage affects your relationship to God as it breaks fellowship. According to Psalm 66, 18, it hinders your ability to be used by the Lord. According to 2 Timothy 2, 20 through 21, physical involvement before marriage also affects your relationship with each other. There's a breakdown in communication because everything is about physical. You begin to wonder if he or she has done this with others or will he do this with others? There's a loss of respect for your bodies, even to the point of lying about it. Um, It produces bitterness towards each other. And eventually, you lose the spiritual dimension of your relationship. Physical involvement before marriage affects your relationship then with your life mate. Because if you're dating somebody and you're physically involved with, with them and you break up and then you marry somebody else, that's always going to be a skeleton in your closet yeah. that you were free with somebody else who was not your spouse. Um, I don't remember who put it this way, but um, someone once said that if you are physically involved with a boyfriend or girlfriend and then you break up, it's basically just a divorce without the legal fees. Absolutely. Absolutely. And physical involvement actually affects your relationship with yourself as it robs you of personal peace, according to 1 Peter 2.11. It causes permanent injury. Um, Not only can you suffer physically, but you can suffer emotionally and mentally. It can cause permanent injury because not only do you have the ability to be injured physically, you have the ability to be injured emotionally and spiritually. Exactly. And when it's, if, if it's not with your spouse, you will, by consequence, be injured emotionally and spiritually. Absolutely. And there's no way that that can't happen. Right. Yeah. And secondly, do not date for emotional security. Your emotional security is not found in any one person. It is found in the completed work of Christ on the cross. That is where your security lies. And you do not date in response to social pressure. If your friends are pressuring you into this really good catch in the high school football league or whatever, just don't date because somebody wants you to. You need to have a serious view of what dating is. And that's kind of what we covered at the beginning of this episode, that dating isn't just a fun experimentation of spending time with the opposite sex. It's meant for you to have a clear head and a clear conscience about who you're going to marry one day. And yeah. do you, has, as a high schooler, have the ability to make those decisions? I would, I would argue no. I don't think high I school is the place for dating. on the maturity level of the right. person. But yes, I think for most of the times when you're in high school, your job is school. Not yes. to worry about I mean, dating. I, I know some girls date casually in high school. Personally, I don't agree with it. I don't think it's appropriate at that age to be dating i'm not saying you can't have crushes or spend time with your crush but to call it dating i I don't know what do you guys think that's another topic that's actually really interesting because uh when i was in high school i never like thought it would be wise to date like even as a high schooler i was like 
I just don't think it's smart because you never know where you're going to be. Like your time in between high school and if you go to college, everything moves and changes so much as you're growing up that it's not wise to date while you're in high school. And actually, after coming out of high school, I look back and I still it, it like even only further cemented it that there's like there's really no reason to date yeah. and I like I've had friends who have had a guy friend where they're, they're both mutually attracted to each other and it's you know it's a good Christian guy good Christian girl but even still then even though the family knew the Christian guy and it was it was a good situation they said all right wait until you're 18 you guys can be good friends but let's wait until you're 18 to to make it an official an official thing like wait until you're out of high school to make it an official thing you guys can hang out but with groups like don't don't make it a thing and I actually think that that's really smart Mm -hmm. I just don't think that it's wise to be dating somebody in high school when you're still figuring out just so much and like even if you want to even get married you know Mm -hmm. absolutely I I don't I you said uh you knew multiple girls that dated casually and I think casually is the key word there they weren't looking or using dating in the biblical sense of that word Mm -hmm. they were using it for just pure recreation right um i don't i also agree with you and i would say it wouldn't necessarily be the wisest thing for you to do to start dating even seriously when you're in high school because um as we said before dating should be uh, with the intent of marriage in mind and when you're in high school you don't have the financial stability or um even the the spiritual maturity to um, begin thinking that way. Absolutely. Yet. I completely agree with yeah, you. Yeah, I guess I agree with that, yeah. And there are some very, very small, like, exceptions, right? Like, there's always going to be an exception to this, but I think it's just smart to wait. Yes, and honestly, I think you, if you are conflicted about this, whoever's listening, that you... you I would encourage you to go talk to your parents. Like I go said talk earlier, to your pastor. I mean, we we don't have all the answers. Yeah, we are right. literally a bunch yeah. of teenage <laughs> twenty year old girls. Yeah. So seriously, go go ask someone who's a mentor. Go ask a pastor. Go ask your parents. And like I said earlier, once you open the door of dating, it's never going to close. Yep, it's always going to be there. So based off of what. Bryn just said about, you know, once you open the door of dating, it doesn't close and you are always going to have that with you. Um, Earlier this year, uh, there was somebody that decided to pursue me in that way. And I just met this person and um, we had uh, my I my dad was involved with this and everything. And I really thought that telling him, oh, you need to speak to my father first, that might scare him away because I wasn't, I wasn't quite, I was neither interested nor disinterested. And that's another thing that we, that um, Alyssa uh, opened my eyes to is if you're going to go out on a date with someone, you probably should be just interested and you you shouldn't not know where you are. You should just be interested. Good thing to remember, but the date was horrible and I didn't, I didn't, I didn't uh, have a good time at all. I didn't, uh, I, I greatly regret it. Um, all that being said, there was um, experience that I took away from that. There are now qualities that I'm like, absolutely not. I do not want that in a person. Um, so there are good sides to going out on a date. But also you, you really should be aware of your own personal opinion. And even though 
my father was very, very much involved with this process. At the end of the day, it does, the decision does come down to you. I was waiting for my father to make a decision for me, whether or not, um, I should go out with him. I was waiting for like a direct, yes, go out with him or a direct, no, don't go out with him. My, but my father kind of didn't really do that. He kind of just said like, oh yeah, I think you, you should, um, just to get experience in it. And he left the decision up to me. And so you really do have to make sure that, um, you know what you want and you follow your convictions. Cause I didn't, I had a very foreboding feeling about it and I went through with it anyways and I regret it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, a relationship is between you, your spouse and God. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, I, and I think that's, that's a really good uh, story because, you know, I, I have friends who have said, or I've heard it, it said before, you know, date for practice basically. Cause then when someone comes along and that sort of thing, and it's like, there's really no rush when it comes to dating. Yeah. When God brings you the right person and when someone shows up in who you, in your life who you may eventually get married to, you'll be God excited will, about it. Exactly. And it's God not, will also guide you through yeah, that. Yeah, you won't need practice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know this. So this one person who I'm doing theater with, um, she's in a show that I'm in. She was telling me about her first date with her husband and it was a terrible date. Like it oh, was dear. not great, but... Look at her now. She's married to him, and they're having a happy relationship. So it's one of those things God uses every experience, and if he wants you to be with that person, you'll end up being with that person. Well, I think that wraps up our introduction episode on the uh, role of dating in your life and what it should look like as a Christian. Um, Stay tuned. We're going to have a part two on this, and we may or may not be bringing some patriarchs of our households with us. Uh, Until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And as Song of Solomon 2.7 says, I adjure you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or the does of the field, that you not stir up or awaken love until it pleases. Wise words from the Shulamite. And until we meet again, this is self-evident.